Hi, honey, I'm home. Where have you been? I mean, you've been gone for like five or six hours, and I've been calling and texting, and you didn't answer my calls. Nothing. Well, I was out shopping with a friend. Really? And how am I supposed to know your friend isn't some other guy? Believe me, even if it was another guy, the simple fact that he's willing to shoe shop with me only proves that you have nothing to be jealous about. Huh. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, what was I thinking? Then again, once you see next month's credit card statement, you may have reason to be jealous of another guy after all. The one who has money left in his bank account. Mysterious, mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. How's it going, everyone? This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. And here we are, the long awaited, some would say long lost. They thought we were done with this podcast forever. Episode number 44 of X and Y on the Fly. That's wonderful. I'm glad we finally got to do this again. Well, it usually has a lot to do with whether we have a um, babysitter or not. (laughs) Well, that and the baby's much older now, too. Yeah. Well, when we don't have a babysitter, it's all but impossible to do this. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to be taking care of the kid and otherwise occupied. Oh, yes. And even when we do get a babysitter, I'm here to tell you, We find lots of productive things to do. Lots of fun things to do. Yeah, that too, (laughs) that uh, we don't usually get to do when we have the kid around. Not that we don't love our kid. Oh, no. We adore Mickey Mac a lot. But, um, you know, it's just a different schedule when you have the kid here compared to when you don't. That's right. It's a lot more fun both ways. Yeah, absolutely. But um, here we are. We made it. Somehow we got to the point where we can do this episode, and you know, we've been saving this one up for a while. I don't know why we've been saving it up for a while. It's a great episode with lots of juicy things to talk about, and Emily, the topic is jealousy. Well, it's been long needed, because in every relationship, at some point, someone's going to be jealous about something, whether it be for another girl, another guy. It didn't even have to be a human being that we're jealous about. It could be something else, and we're going to talk about that, too. Yep, absolutely. I think a great place to start with this would be to kind of define jealousy. Because jealousy is one of those words that has a lot of different potential meanings, especially when you get outside of the relationship context. Right. In other words, the first thing I might be jealous of is somebody else's money or their car or maybe the job promotion they got that I didn't. And that's kind of the crux of it, isn't it? Yes. Like we said, it doesn't have to be related just strictly to couples. You could even be jealous of your friends, the time that they spend away from you. Right. Yeah. I mean, you might want to covet their time or whatever word you want to use. That's right. But jealousy is not always a bad thing. How do you figure? Well, if it's justified, let's say if you're in a relationship and your husband or girlfriend or wife is cheating on you, then you are entitled to be jealous. Well, see, now you're talking about that different kind of jealousy that goes into the context of relationships. Exactly. Now, whether it's justified or not is something we're going to talk about in a minute. Yes. Granted. And that's a great place to go with this conversation. But I just think it's weird how, at least in the English language, Emily, the word jealous can mean, I want what you got and I don't have it. 
kind of that covetous sort of thing. But when we're talking about relationships... It means I don't want to share you. It means I don't want to share you. I'm jealous of the time that someone else is getting with you. Or I'm jealous of the attention that someone else is getting from you. Right. Or I'm jealous of the time you're spending elsewhere in a hobby. Well, that wouldn't be the relationship thing, though. Well, it's the relationship between the man and the woman, but it's also an inanimate object. Well, yeah, but see, now we're still mixing together the two different kinds of jealousy. (laughs) It really is hard to kind of... Separate it? Yeah, right, because it's similar in one respect, but I'm going to maintain I think it's two separate meanings. For example, okay, I want what you've got, I want your car, etc. But if I'm jealous in a relationship, it means that I probably think that you're cheating on me, or I've got reason to believe that you're you know, running around in some capacity. I just want you all to myself. I want all of your attention my way. That's what I'm jealous of, is anybody potentially getting some time that I should have gotten or some attention that I should have gotten. But I think what it does is it also gets kind of protracted out to mean that I'm worried about something that may or may not be happening. I may be actually jealously trying to get something I have no right to even want to get or worse, I may already have. Right. I may already have all the attention from you I'm going to get, but because I'm still that jealous kind of person. It may not be enough. It may not be enough. Exactly. So jealousy comes in different degrees and different forms. Right, which brings us to what you brought up earlier, which is when is it justified and when isn't it? And it's important to clarify that for us to have the best and happiest relationships. Oh, most definitely. See, I think if you're a jealous type, that's a red flag. Oh, yes. And if you find a jealous person, you have to run because this is part of... A personality that you can't change. Right. So if we're talking about jealousy in terms of relationship kind of jealousy, then what you're looking at are, well, let's talk about some of the signs, right? Right. Um, A person who is a jealous type may think that whenever you are not with the person physically... That you're doing something wrong. Right. With another person, you're cheating. They're expecting you to cheat. They're expecting the worst from you. That's right. Inherently. Now, another sign, too, is they try to make you stop visiting your friends. Right. They're jealous of your friends because it may be, well, you know, you may be saying bad things about me to your friends. Or your friends may try to set you up with some other girl when I'm not around. It's going to be bad for our relationship for you to talk to or see anyone else. Right. It could be that I just want your time instead of you spending it all the time with them. Right. The partner jealously guards... And covets all of that time that the other person spends doing anything, really. That's right. Well, it's a control issue, too, because as long as you're in his or her sights, you have the ability, or at least that person thinks they do, have the ability to control every aspect of what happens. Oh, this all comes back down to manipulation, doesn't it? Yeah. So it can also be a part of control, manipulation. All that goes together with jealousy. Right. So if you're a manipulative person, what you're trying to do is... I would say prey on someone else's personality type or even some of their weaknesses so that you can get what you want by guilting them into it. Right, the insecurities that go with it. Right. So, I mean, a jealous person may prey on someone else's insecurities, know how to hit those hot buttons and get that person to kowtow to what they're asking them to do, even though it's going to make both of them miserable ultimately. Exactly. 
Because after all, in those cases, when the manipulator actually, well, gets what he or she wants, that jealous manipulator, the other person's going to feel like he or she's in a prison. And that's going to cause that person to act out and get resentful of the jealousy, of right. the manipulation. And oftentimes that person leaves and now neither one of them have each other. Yeah, isn't that really ironic? Jealousy How- actually, instead of drawing a person closer, it pushes them away. No question. Absolutely no question. It becomes a big, walking, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. If you're a jealous type. Right. You're afraid of losing something. Ultimately, it's going to result in you losing it. Yeah, that kind of jealousy absolutely is branded by fear of loss. It has fear of loss written all over it. Might as well have a logo made, you know, and make t-shirts. Fear of Loss Incorporated. (laughs) It's like the show Danny watches. Fear of Loss Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like Doofenshmirtz Evil. You know, it's like... (laughs) Was that Phineas and Ferb? Phineas and Ferb. Wow, what a great cartoon that is. So well written. But anyway, we digress. I'm jealous of the writers of Phineas and Ferb. I know. Brilliantly put together. Yeah, well, that was supposed to be a jealousy joke. Yeah, I know. Obviously, it kind of fell flat. All right, anyway, which (laughs) which only proves I really do need Phineas and Ferb's writers. All right, but anyway, what an amazing thing. If you're a jealous person, not to say you are if you're listening, but let's just assume for a second. And you have this fear of loss such that you're grasping at straws, trying to make sure the other person doesn't leave, wondering about their every move, going through their texts on their phones when they're not looking. Man, that's a betrayal of trust right there. Yes. What you're going to do with all these little steps that add up to being this jealous type of person is you're going to cause the person to go, you know what, I'm out of here because... That person's not going to want to deal with the fact that you're making them feel as if they have something to be guilty about all the time when they, in reality, don't have anything to be guilty about. It's a lot like being accused of a crime you didn't commit, being convicted, and then being put away and forced to be in this terrible, like, contentious relationship as a direct punishment. It's almost as if you're feeling the need to be guilty of what it is you're being accused of. Right, exactly. Because, you know, if you're going to be accused of all this and it's going to be what guides the relationship from a philosophical perspective anyway, you might as well go ahead and do it. Might as well be guilty of it. Right. Have this person break up with you. Have it be your fault instead of being a victim in this situation. Take control. And get over and done. And you know what the irony of the whole thing is? The person who was fearing the loss ends up losing you. And then they go, see, I was right. Exactly. And then once that pattern gets set up, It happens over again. Happens over and over again because this person goes, see, people leave me. See, I get cheated on. When all the way back from the inception of the problem, it could have been that own person's fault. But you know what? Because we're the way we are, we don't really look at things like that. And that's how we end up saying all men are alike if we're women. Or all men are alike. If we're men. (laughs) (laughs) And in reality, we have been this self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So it's actually worth an investigation of our own personalities also, not just of who we're dating. Right. And if you're a jealous type of personality, it's important to know you're going to be driving people away because nobody, well, first of all, Emily, we know already, if you're just simply needy and clingy, if you just are high maintenance from a time perspective, that's bad enough. Yes, it's not attractive. Right. But when you kind of hitch on to that, this added bonus, as it were, of, you know, and when you're not with me and you're not spending time with me, I bet you're with someone else. Man, what a, oh boy, that's just bad. That's just not fun to be in a relationship with a person like that. Yes. And nor do we want to be in a relationship like that. No, I don't think even the person who's got the jealousy problem wants to be the way they are. I know. I've heard women, some of the women I know, who had those jelly 
jelly. Who have those jealousy I, tendencies. I know some women who have some jelly donuts <laughs> and a, maybe a few too many. Yeah. yeah. Well, who have those jealous tendencies say, I know I'm jealous. I just can't help myself. I can't stop feeling this way. And I really would like to stop being this way. Well, what would our advice be to a person like that? If you know you've got the jealousy problem, you know, in capital letters, capitalized, the jealousy problem, you know, maybe some people are listening right now, the light bulb's going off. They're going, man, you know what? I have been driving people away. Well, what's a person to do? Well, it could be several things and some of it beyond what we could ever do. Uh, here on the podcast, but some of the very It's beyond what we could ever do. We better just leave it alone. Leave that to the therapist or something. Exactly. But on the surface, on the basic level, look hard into yourself and into your past. I've known women who have these jealous tendencies. Sometimes it has to do with when they were growing up. Mm. Dad used to constantly cheat on mom. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, I've met women like that. And it's really an eye-opener when they kind of start to understand why it is from the early as childhood why they couldn't trust men. Yeah, you know what? What you're saying rings so true. And it just reminds me how we as fathers and mothers just so shape the psyches of our children and how we demonstrate the art of conducting relationships between men and women. You know, that's going to be reflected in how our kids end up conducting their own relationships someday because that's going to be what they consider normal right and then also you got to think of society how society view things as normal or not normal Mm. some cultures view cheating as something as part of normal Hmm. yeah and you know what when we start dating someone maybe from another culture and we have the stereotype of that culture embedded because we didn't we weren't raised in that culture it's easy for us to project maybe those negative stereotypes on the person we're dating unfairly Exactly. Something to think about. Yeah. And, you know, fewer and fewer of us are dating people who are from our exact culture. I mean, we're not dating people in our neighborhood anymore. And there's always going to be a cultural difference, even if you're dating someone from Chicago originally and you're from another state. I know this world is so, so integrated as one. We're just all over the planet. Yeah. But what's interesting, too, in regards to feeling jealous, Mm -hmm. sometimes we cause these own jealousies ourselves. For example, if we at one point ever cheated on someone Uh, and it became so easy, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, if I could do it, he could do it. Wow. You know, what that reminds me of is that whole idea that maybe we can discuss now of if you're a person who's really jealous, it means that you're the one most likely to cheat. Or said another way, cheaters are most likely to be jealous. Yes. I find that to be very common. Like when women were with men and I'm having the discussion of why their spouse or boyfriend are jealous, I ask a question, has he ever cheated on you? And oftentimes I get the answer of yes. What, the guy they're jealous of? Well, not just that, but he's jealous of her. For Uh, example, I had one girl who I went to work with. He would not let me drive her home because he wanted to make sure he gets to pick her up and that way he knows she wasn't with a man. Meanwhile, he's banging other chicks, huh? Exactly. And I didn't even know her at the time. She was new to the company. Well, you know, both examples I gave could honestly be true. Yes. Either the person has cheated before And somehow you kind of made amends to the relationship and the trust is betrayed forever. So the jealousy is always going to be there. Or, like you said, the person who knows how easy it is to get away with cheating is the one who's suspecting the other person of cheating. Yeah, they created their own monster. Yeah, exactly. Either way. Either way. You know, we've talked about that in a podcast on cheating before, about how once you've kind of betrayed the trust, 
it is incredibly hard to rebuild it. And I think if you talk about jealousy in that context, we kind of have to almost also go back and consider that other definition of jealousy. I want what you got. When someone has had this opportunity to cheat on someone else in a relationship and gotten away with it, and maybe not gotten away with it in terms of getting caught, but gotten away with it and they got to keep the relationship. The relationship got repaired. The other partner may end up getting these nagging, creeping feelings of, wait a minute, I should be allowed to go even the score. That's an interesting thought. And maybe they're jealous of the fact that this person got to go have sex with someone else. Meanwhile, I'm still expected to be faithful because, you know, we sort of got back into the relationship. Yeah, I can understand that. Now, one thing we have seen is there be a trust breach in a relationship in this manner. Someone cheated on someone else and the relationship got broken up. And meanwhile, when the relationship got broken up, the person who was cheating on went and they even the score baby. They went, you know, embedded a few dozen people. And then somehow, somewhere down the line, they get back together with that other person. Right. Is that better or worse from a jealousy perspective? That's an interesting question. How would that couple get along? Would they say, okay, all right, all's fair in love and war. We got our rocks off. We're back together. Now we can be faithful to each other anymore. Or have they started a trend? I think they've started a whole nother issue of problems. Yeah, Because maybe. I think the way men and women see cheating are a whole lot different. For example, women can forgive men a whole lot easier when they've been unfaithful, whereas a guy kind of feels as if some other guy has gotten one up on him. Yeah, absolutely. I it's, mean, a guy would have a whole lot harder time getting over it because he knows somebody's been... There. <laughs> in, his, in his territory. Right, in his territory, exactly. Um, interesting, interesting thought. Kind of an aside to what we're talking about, but can you imagine how that would create perhaps a reasonable sense of, uh, do I have something to be jealous of? Because this person proved themselves to be popular with the opposite gender while we were away from each other. Yes. So maybe in that context, would that start to become, you know, part of the realm of reasonable jealousy, at least for a while when the relationship's coming back? Or do they need to really park all that, bury it, as if that were possible, and pretend they trust each other? I mean, come on. You can only bury it as much as you can. The rest of it is just simply going to take time. You have to build that trust again. So, I mean, naturally, you're going to feel tendencies of jealousy if the phone rings. Could that be that girl again? Yeah, exactly. Especially if the girl doesn't stop hounding him. Oh, yeah. And people aren't necessarily that generous or that polite after a guy and a gal have gotten back together again when they've been dating them in between like that. Right, they, yeah. They still may have really decided they like that person and you were crazy to get together with that chick and you should have stayed with me and oh boy. And you'll come to your senses soon as long as I keep calling 30 times a day. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that is not even like a love triangle. That can be like a love polygon. Right. I mean that's crazy. Now yeah. it's stuff like that that adds to the stress of mm-hmm. a relationship that's already having trouble with the jealousy which is of course from naturally derived problems. Right. Yeah, well, when you have that going on, I think it's kind of a hybrid of reasonable and unreasonable jealousy. The circumstances caused it to be reasonable jealousy, but it's unreasonable to expect that to actually help and promote a good relationship. So what can we do if that situation happens? I mean, are there anything that can help repair that or make a person feel more secure? Well, that's what I was asking you. What should we do if a person, you know, first of all, has a jealousy problem? I mean, I'm not sure we even covered that one completely yet. I mean, we're talking about the person's past. Right. 
But I mean, I think you also need to look in the mirror and say, do I honestly have anything that's really, truly telling me I have something to be worried about here? Do I have a trail of texts? Do I have erratic behavior? Do I have uh, people who call up and hang up as soon as she answers? Is there funny stuff going on? Is he leaving and coming home having freshly showered when he said he was at the office? I mean, those are the kind of things that would cause someone to be reasonably jealous right? if they were going on. And if you don't see any of those things happening, that's when you need to look in the mirror and say, I've got a jealousy problem. Yes. If you don't have any clear signals, no red flags. None. No that real somebody's ones. cheating. Just the fact that he's male and all men cheat or she's female and all girls are unfaithful, that's not enough. Or the fear that he's going to leave you someday. Right. Therefore, I better I better be ahead down. of the game and try to... Find the problem before it happens. Yeah, bad. Bad idea. Yeah. No. But, you know, if you are seeing red flags, and they could be just coincidence, there's nothing wrong with looking into his computer. Mm -mm. There's nothing wrong with looking into his text. Now, this is where couples need to have an open and frank discussion about this. Right. That both of you should have permission to do that. In other words, I have nothing to hide. Therefore, you have access to my personal stuff so that you feel safe and secure that I'm not up to no good. Yeah, well, if you tell each other your life is an open book up front, then there is no sneaking around. Right. It's not a bad thing that I went into your cell phone. Now, usually I think people's cell phones are their own private domain, as are their computers. So I don't think this applies if you just met someone and you've been on a first date and he went to the bathroom and you dig into his phone. <laughs> that would I be mean, a violation of trust. Right. I'm talking about people who are in relationships, as are you, I'm sure. Exactly. Right. You've been together for a long time. You're exclusive to one another. And to add that peace and security to both of you, you both need to have that understanding that mm -hmm. there are no secrets. Yeah, that's an anti-jealousy activity. Yes. Now, when a person decides that they want to keep this stuff hidden and secret, that's only going to develop mm -hmm. jealousy on the other partner's part. Agreed. And you don't want to invite that type of trouble, especially when you're innocent of everything. Now, that kind of brings up the whole idea of this radical honesty. Now, you and I have this relationship where I can tell you you don't look good in a dress, and you'll go, oh, thank you, and change it. And then when you come out and you look like an angel just freshly dropped from heaven, I can go, wow, you look terrific. And you'll go, thank you. And you'll be beaming, and you'll know that. I know that you're honest about it. Right. And you know I had your best interest at heart. Right. And that's because we had this idea up front that we're always going to have each other's best interests at heart. That is the precedent we set in this relationship. And as long as we're transparent with that and don't start hiding and don't start kind of telling half-truths yeah, and saying other things to our friends about you than we say to you in front of you, then we'll have a good relationship. But when we start not being that honest, that's when we're inviting the suspicion. Yes. suspicion breeds jealousy. Yeah. Well, even the white lies can really start to add up and make a person not trust you. Absolutely. For example, you go shopping and you kind of hide all the stuff that you bought and pretend you hadn't bought anything. Yeah, and then the uh, credit card statement comes up and it's an oopsie. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's something that because you lied about anything, really, a shopping purchase, about why you were doing something, where you were, that's going to invite that other person to start getting reasonable, jealous feelings because you may not have been doing what you said you were doing. So if it's erratic or weird or there's that pattern, I think pattern is a key word here. Yes. When you see an erratic pattern developing, I think that's when it's time to have a mono-mono conversation. Maybe not to use the war analogy, but definitely a serious, <laughs> we have to talk conversation. Let's talk.
And, you know, when you have that couple where there's been a breach of trust in the past and they're trying to get back together, let's get back to that couple for a second. Okay. That's a great pact to make. Is you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this pact up front that we're going to be radically honest with each other because we've got to be. So right. here's my phone. Here's your phone. Here's my life. Here's your life. We are rebuilding. Act- we're rebuilding, right? We're rebuilding. We recognize it as rebuilding. We're being honest. We're not being Pollyannish. And we're basically making a covenant with each other that we're committed to this commitment, basically this relationship. And I think having your life be an open book is a great anti-jealousy motion. Yes, I agree. And I think couples who have that have strong bonds together. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I know I, I do with you. You do with me. And um, I don't ever really doubt you when you go out anywhere. I mean, sometimes when you go out on ladies' night out <laughs> or whatever and it turns to like midnight, I want to know you're safe out there. Yes. But, you know, you typically answer the phone and I can hear all the, you know, hens giggling and cackling in the background and I know what's going on. Or you can pick me up. That way I don't have to be my own designated driver. Well, yeah, and then absolutely I show up and I know exactly where you were and I know exactly what's going on. No doubts, nothing. I see it for myself. That's right. And that's how you keep a healthy relationship. By picking you up on Woman's <laughs> Night Out. No, but letting the other person know what you're up to, what you're doing. Doesn't mean that you have to like write it down detail for detail, but you know, at least you're considerate of the other person's concerns. Yeah, so I mean, that's good because then you at least know what's going on in the other person's life and then you can be there for each other legitimately. Right, so if I say I'm going to be back home at 12 midnight or at 2 in the morning because I'm with my girlfriends having a party and drinking, you know, a little wine and watching a chick flick, you know that we're safe. You don't have to worry about whether we've had an accident on the road. Well, that's good. That's just common courtesy. Yes. So what are some other things that uh, could cause someone to feel jealous that they may want to work on? Well, it could be insecurities. In other words, if she's feeling that she is a little less than up to standard as far as what a man wants in a woman then she's going to feel like he might leave her for someone else. Someone better is going to come around the corner. Well, a lot of women feel like that when they shouldn't feel like that. I mean, they just got this insecurity going on and they look great and they are terrific. And it's the insecurity, ironically enough, that makes them slightly, if not to moderately, less attractive. Well, it makes them jealous. And that's exactly what makes them unattractive. And that scary part about that is it's going to make what they're afraid of actually come true, which we were discussing earlier in this podcast. Yeah, no doubt. I think there's also that situation that we talk about all the time, which is when people settle. I know. And especially if the other person realizes that they've been settled for, then the real fear of what if the right person comes along? Because I know I'm not, I'm not the right one. Wow. Oh, man, that's brutal. And, you know, I think a lot of times when we talk about settling, people automatically default to thinking, oh, well, I shouldn't settle because I won't get the person I'm looking for. But the person who is settled for absolutely positively is equally miserable. One reason being the one you just discussed. The fear that their partner's waiting for that right person to come yeah, along. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before they lose them. And what a horrible feeling to put somebody through that. Yeah, it's just a bad idea to settle. Don't do it. Right. And don't be settled for either. Yeah. It may be like you think, wow, I must have hit the jackpot because I got this incredible person I know I didn't deserve. Now, that's a hard concept to come to grips with. Right. But, you know, if you haven't done the best with what you've got and you know that you have deficiencies that you need to work on and you, quote unquote, hit the jackpot, that may seem very nice up front. Right. It's going to backfire in the end. Yeah, it will. Absolutely. Because you're going to say to yourself, well, 
It's just a matter of time. It's too like good to be true. It's too good to be true, so it probably is. is. And then the jealousy tendencies come out, and then all of a sudden we're pushing the person away, and it mm. just gets worse. It's this snowballing effect. And you would think that we would have gotten over that by about ninth grade. Uh, no, no not so. really. Some people don't really ever get over it, do they? Well, I think this has been a really interesting talk about jealousy. Yes. And hopefully it's helped a lot of people listening out there kind of come to grips with, well, okay, when should I be jealous and when should I not be jealous? Is it really me or is it the other person? Right. And if we have jealousy issues, both either mine or my partner's, how can we resolve those problems? Exactly. You know, I think another key thing that we didn't mention is if you don't usually feel jealous, if you don't have a history of jealousy, but you find yourself getting this twinge that maybe you're going to lose the person or maybe something's wrong, that's the kind of gut feeling you want to listen to. Yes, don't ignore it. Look for a real red flag. Make sure you have something to base it on. But even if you really don't have anything solid, but you hardly ever get jealous, Something's wrong. Something isn't right. There's that little glitch in your communication. There's just a misstep somewhere. Right. And it could be just a quinkadink <laughs> for yeah, another cute little be. word I like to say. But Actually, that's the first time I've ever heard you say that. Really? I've said it before. Not to me. Anyway. I'm jealous. You're jealous. Too bad. <laughs> Live with it. It's important to talk to your partner about uh-huh. it because it will make your life miserable. Absolutely. And sometimes it could be as simple as a misunderstanding that he or she can help clear this up mm-hmm. and then you can move forward happily ever after. Look for defensiveness in the other person. Look for them being glad when you change the subject back to something else. Right. Like, here's a neat little thing. I think we talked about this in the cheating podcast. We may have, but it's been <clears throat> so long since we've done a podcast. <laughs> Who knows? All right, all right, all right. I understand. <laughs> but, um, well, it's not anybody's I, it's fault. Not, exactly. It's just a fact. <laughs> but, like, if you find that you have something you need to discuss with your partner that may be a little edgy like this, go ahead and bring it up and then see if they're defensive or see if they just ask more questions wondering why you would feel like that and trying to help resolve it. You know, that's one thing you're looking for. But also say very quickly afterwards when you bring it up, well, it's probably nothing. Let's talk about something else. And if they agree, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go talk about something else. That's kind of an admission of guilt. Right. Well, another thing, too, what really can solidify the fact that they're not guilty is if I were to be accused of something, I want to prove I'm innocent. Right. In other words, when you change the subject... That proves that you're okay with the subject not having been discussed. But if you came to me with something you suspected and it hadn't been fully discussed yet, I'd want to finish that discussion. Right. Because because it needs to be cleared up. Right. And none of us want to be thought of as bad people. No, absolutely not. And it's that personality or it's that inherent human nature that we want to clear our name. Yeah. That will keep that discussion going. And that's why when they divert the conversation to something else, that's why... It indicates guilt. Right. And, you know, that brings us up to the last point, I think, before we should close. What if you find yourself in a relationship with someone who's overly jealous? Do you sit there trying to exonerate yourself vis-a-vis all these crazy claims all the time? Or what do you do? Do you say, hey, look, you have a jealousy problem. I am not the one with the problem. You are. I mean, do you confront them like that? I think that's a bad idea, too. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea. They're not going to change unless they, one, realize they're jealous, and two, actually want to change. Right, right. I and, think you run away. Right. And, honestly. You know, but honestly, most people are going to try and make a go at it. Right. So if you tried it once or twice and you still back to the same place you were in the very beginning, 
it's time to call it quits. I don't think there's necessarily a problem with calling it out early in the relationship. Hey, you know what? I find that you keep worrying about me being with someone else or maybe fearing you're going to lose me. I want to tell you straight up, I'm not that kind of person and you have nothing to worry about. Right. And if you keep on with this pattern, you're going to end up making me want to leave this relationship for real. So stop it. And if they stop, great. And if they don't, they've been you, warned. Yeah, right. Fair is fair. Away. And because it can be, I mean, it can be that kind of problem you just can't change and they're just not going to quit. And you can sit there thinking and hoping and praying, but we've already talked about at length in both newsletters, podcasts like this, that you just can't wish change on someone else who doesn't want to change. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the only thing really I would add to that is, if someone comes to you with a red flag and you haven't done anything, I think you need to listen to what the red flag is if your partner isn't naturally a jealous quote unquote type like we've been discussing here, because that may mean you're doing something to promote that feeling, that feeling. And, and you, you might want to listen up and change right. it and help them feel safe and secure again, help them feel at peace with the relationship, because that's a good idea. Having yes. peace and security is a great idea. And guys, just like we've talked about time and again with the big four, number three of the four is make her feel safe and secure in your presence. And I'll tell you what, if there's a big four for women, somewhere in there is don't humiliate your guy and make him wish he was dead. That's oh. probably a good one. Guys want to know that the woman they're with is going to make him look great, not make him look Embarrassed. Miserable. Yeah. They want her to be his crown, not to be his downfall. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, ladies, gentlemen, don't be jealous. Help build each other up. Always seek to make each other feel comfortable in the relationship, and you'll always come out on top. Yeah, seek the benefit of the other person. Unless you'd rather be on bottom this time. <laughs> hmm. Why do we we'll always find out. Why do we always get frisky on these podcasts? Maybe it's because we're sitting so close together and I can smell you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Or maybe because we're talking about relationships and it's just such a hot topic. Ooh, relationships. <laughs> it's time to put an end to this podcast. If you want to email us, you can email us your questions anytime and expect, well, it's getting to be pretty hectic. But usually, if you'll send us an intelligent question, we'll send you a pretty intelligent answer. My email is scott at date to order.com that says c-o-t at d-a-t-e-t-o-o-r-d-e-r.com and mine is emily at date to order.com and as always we recommend highly that you get on our mailing list so we can send you our action-packed content-rich email newsletters that come out about once a week and if you want to join the men's version all you really have to do is go to our main portal site nowadays which is www.deservewhatyouwant.com dot com all one word and uh there you'll also find that you'll get a free downloadable report on how to absolutely get first dates and turn them into second dates which every guy should have every woman might want to have that one too oh yeah well we should always know what's going on on the other side well yeah a lot of women are on my list and a lot of guys are on your list too because they like to see what's going on over there and uh how can guys get on your email list uh, guys huh <laughs> and gals? maybe some women if they <laughs> yeah like to also. it's keys just sign up and receive newsletters on how women can get better. And not only that, but relationships, how to improve them. Well, we're not going to insult your intelligence by spelling keys to bliss, but it is all one word. And uh, absolutely enjoy it, folks. It's there for you. And if you want to check out any of our in-depth programs, 
Uh, we got everything for you from the man's approach on how to meet women to the leading man on how to uh, build relationships and also, uh, well, the master plan, which is the master plan for becoming this kind of big four guy who naturally attracts women. And who will help women not be jealous. And what about for women? What do you got? Well, I have the Click With Him program, which helps women to be all that they can be, not just on the outside, but on the inside. And that features a 30-day plan for meeting the man of your dreams online. Yes, that's the Click With Him program. And you can get online and be able to meet your Mr. Wonderful in 30 days. Wow, you did. I did. A plan. It's a blueprint for it. It's a blueprint. And what about attraction makeover? Helps you to understand how you can make yourself radiant both inside and out and how to help the man see that. What's interesting or my favorite part of that, you did an audio with some guys. Mm -hmm. And it was like being a fly on the wall, actually getting an insight on how men view beauty. How we're really attracted to a woman. It's not just by how she looks alone. Exactly. It's how she carries herself. It's that whole feminine aura. Good stuff there. Well, until the almighty episode number 45, which who knows may be next millennium at the rate we're going. This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. Until we talk at you again real soon, be good out there. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.